Mama, are you a virgin? I was practicing the question in my head as I set the plates with the faded roosters down on the shiny yellow table. When Mama came back into the kitchen to stir the rice or turn the fish sticks or check on the greens, I would ask her. This afternoon at school, a boy named Michael had passed a note with Stevie written on it. Inside, it had asked if I was a virgin. My name is Jean Stevenson, but the kids at school all call me Stevie, count of there's been this other Jean in my class since the first grade. Now I am eleven and a half and in the sixth grade. So anyhow, I was really surprised to get this note from a boy like Michael Dunn, who's tall with muscles and has gray eyes, curly hair, skin the color of taffy apples, and wears Converse All-Stars, even though they cost ten dollars a pair. I'm not saying I look like homemade sin or anything. It's just that I'm taller than most of the girls in my class and half of the boys. Mama says I'm at that awkward age, and that soon I won't just be arms and legs. I'll need a bra and a girdle. I can't picture myself needing a bra as flat-chested as I am now. And to tell you the truth, I'm not too hot on having my behind all hitched up in a girdle. I have to help Mama into hers on Sunday mornings, and I feel sorry for her. All squeezed in so tight, you wonder how she can even breathe. I stirred a pitcher of cherry-flavored Kool-Aid. I loved daylight saving time. It was after six o'clock and still light outside. The sunshine pouring in through the ruffled curtains made the flowers on the wallpaper look alive. I studied my reflection in the pitcher of Kool-Aid. It wasn't like I wasn't cute. I had dimples and my features seemed right for my face. My straightened hair was long enough to make a ponytail. My skin was the color of Cracker Jacks. But most Negroes didn't get excited over folks who were darker than a paper bag. Jean, turn off the oven, Mama shouted from her bedroom. Okay. I stared out the kitchen window at the row of gray back porches and dirt backyards. We had been in the middle of social studies when I had gotten Michael's note. I had lifted the lid of my wooden desk and felt behind the bag of old, wet, sucked-on sunflower seed shells and pulled out my hardcover dictionary. I'd snuck a peek inside and looked up the word virgin. I'd seen the words pure and spotless and, like the Virgin Mary, mother of Jesus. I thought I was a good person for the most part. I didn't steal, and I tried my best not to lie. I went to Sunday school, and when I stayed for church, I always put my dime in the collection plate but I wasn't about to put myself up there with Jesus's mother. It seemed like Michael was asking me if I was a goody two-shoes or something. So I'd had no choice but to answer the note with the words, not exactly, and pass it back to him. I wondered what Michael thought of my answer. I hadn't seen him after school. I hoped he would say something to me on Monday. I knew it wasn't my place as a girl to say anything to him. I would just have to wait and see what happened, I told myself. Mama returned to the kitchen. She looked glad to be out of her girdle and work clothes. She was wearing her oldest print house dress, and the extra pounds showing around her waist didn't make her look fat. They just made her look like somebody's mother. Mama had tied a scarf around her hair so she wouldn't sweat it out, and she was wearing Daddy's old house slippers. It struck me how different Mama looked from June Cleaver, or Donna Reed on TV, not just because of her pecan-colored skin, but because they practically did their housework in pearls. I turned facing Mama, 
and folded my arms across my chest. I watched her take the pan of fish sticks out of the oven and set them on a plate. I cleared my throat.